0: Have you ever wondered what it would be like to step through the looking glass into a world that was almost like yours, but not quite? A world that had magic running through its hidden veins deep within the earth? Dark inheritance is a world like that. It's a world where witches live and breathe just like you and me. But the talent for magic is rare, and growing rarer still as the generations pass and less and less children are born without the predisposition. Join me as we dive into this alternate world and see it through one woman's eyes as she traverses the line between human and witch. This is the Dark Inheritance Podcast, a serial about family, hate, and magic. Chapter one, Kate. The dead end sign was thick with rust, eaten by decades of harsh winters. That far out into the country, there were no street signs, only numbers on a map. And the sign was the only outward indication that Reese Hill Road existed. Kate touched the brakes and turned the car onto the dirt road. As the car passed over the stone bridge that spanned the width of Reese Creek, an electric chill ran down her arms. Raising the fine hairs there and making her shiver despite the glowing August heat. Promise Promise me, the memory of her mother whispered. Promise promise me you'll you'll never go go back. back. Kate shook her hand, trying to rid herself of the phantom pressure of her mother's cold fingers. And did her best to resist the urge to touch the locket that hung around her neck. Her mother's locket. She's dead, she said to the empty car. I don't have a choice. But like every conversation she had with her mother's ghost, it was filled with half-truths. Ahead of her, the road rose and disappeared into the dark trees that choked the lane. They spilled their shade over the packed earth. The small rental rumbled over the uneven surface, protesting as she urged it to climb higher. Memories that had lain dormant woke as the car made its way up the hill, waiting for the bus on her first day of school walking the forest paths with her grandmother, picking wild strawberries under the hot summer sun. Each memory burst within her mind with a bright recognition, but then faded just as swiftly, leaving a sour taste in her mouth. She fingered the locket and wondered if anyone else regretted their childhood as much as she regretted hers. The car passed the Clark farmstead on its trek up the hill, The wide porch sagged under a heavy roof and the once cheery yellow paint was peeling. It watched her pass silently. Another ghost of her past. Kate concentrated on the road in front of her. The fallow fields that lingered on the left side of the road, sloping down towards the waiting forest line, were all that remained of the old farmsteads. The hill was like a hundred others that rolled across the countryside, low and mounding with patchwork fields, only things didn't grow red on Reese. Most of the farming families had left long ago, preferring to start over somewhere else rather than fight against the encroaching forest. The Clarks were one of the few that had stayed. When the trees at last fell back and the small white house Kate was born in came into view, something inside her deflated, as the hope she hadn't realized she'd been harboring dissipated in a rush of tarnished memory. She gripped the steering wheel tight as she guided the little car into the half-moon driveway. Killing the engine, she leaned down to look up at the house through the passenger window. Her past stared back at her through the small, darkened windows. Kate shivered. She grabbed her phone from the passenger seat and opened her door, stepping out into the August afternoon and leaving the car keys in her backpack behind. The humidity rushed to greet her pressing against the exposed skin of her arms and legs. She sucked in a deep breath, filling her lungs with a thick, warm air. Her aunt's words came back to her, unbidden, like trying to breathe water. Shoving her phone into the back pocket of her cutoffs, she started up the slab stairs that were set into the sloping hillside, skipping the white one out of habit. High above, the sun was bright in a cloudless sky and its heat beat down, soaking through the thin cotton of her t-shirt and warming the skin beneath. Ahead, the house waited for her, a reproving mother. It was squatter than she remembered. Everything was. In spite of all the awful things that had happened there, she couldn't stop thinking about how everything seemed smaller. She could have reached up and touched the porch ceiling if she wanted the memory of her seven-year-old self hadn't accounted for the growth of years. The front door had been painted green in her youth, but someone had covered that memory with a thick coat of red that was so dark it was almost black. It gleamed in the shade of the porch like freshly poured tar, and unlike the jolly green of her childhood, there wasn't even a hint of welcome. Instead, it stood like a guard, foreboding radiating from the glossy brush strokes. Kate dug in her pocket for the key Chief Shannon had given her that morning. It felt too small in her hand, this single key without a key ring, like it was only part of a hole. She opened the screen door and looked at the lock in front of her. There was no deadbolt, nothing to confuse where the key belonged, only the single brass knob set into the sea of blood. She fit the key into its waiting lock. It slid in smoothly gliding over the pins inside. She grasped the knob, and as her hand closed over the cool metal, a flash of memory jolted through her, her grandmother standing in this doorway, hair and eyes wild as she watched Kate and her mother run down the steps to the waiting car. You can never come back! Her voice had slashed through the thick night air and cut a scorching line of derision down Kate's back, but her mother had never looked back. Now, standing there with her hand on the doorknob, cold nausea swept through Kate's body, making her sun-warm skin suddenly clammy. She breathed in sharply through her nose as her stomach writhed in its cage. She can't hurt you anymore, her mother whispered from some long-forgotten memory. Kate exhaled noisily and closed her eyes, knowing she was being ridiculous. It's just a house she said to the empty porch. She turned the knob. It was the smell that hit her first and transported her back to her childhood. Hot wood baking under the summer sun, furniture polish, and the mix of herbs she would forever associate with her grandmother. Thyme, peppermint, and rosemary. Strength, healing, and memory. Though Kate was hard pressed to remember her grandmother ever healing anyone. The front door opened into the main room of the house, both kitchen and living space. One end was dominated by a huge wooden table, and the other by a couch that had been old when Kate lived there fifteen years earlier. It was a lot to take in at once, so many memories clamoring for space, but it was the cardboard boxes that were littered about the room that ultimately won her attention. She frowned and peered into one that was left on the corner of the table. It was mostly filled with books and a few knickknacks. She recognized her grandfather's ancient wildflower field guide among the contents. Kate plucked it from the box and turned it over in her hands. It was bound in butter soft green leather and she ran her fingers over the well-loved cover, remembering all the times she'd flipped through its pages. She looked up at the other boxes that were scattered around the room. Why had her grandmother been packing away her things? Kate Dane had treasured her husband's field guide. It was only then, as Kate scrutinized the room, she realized she could see us slice of the backyard through the doorway that led into the pantry. The back door was open. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of Dark Inheritance. That you made it this far says something, and I hope you enjoy the story as much as I enjoy creating it. I think it has a little bit of a slow build in the beginning because you're getting used to the characters and the location is very important so it's kind of very atmospheric at first before we start running into the witches and the supernatural elements of the story. Interestingly enough, this story is actually based on the hill where I grew up and where my grandparents lived. This does not mean that my grandparents or my grandmother were witches. Um, They were very devout Christians, and they would be horrified to learn that I've done this to their beloved home. But it was such a point of inspiration for me throughout my childhood. I, I grew up on this hill. I know the ins and outs. And I always wanted a story that took place on or in a place like that and I couldn't find it. I searched everywhere that I could think of for a story that fit with the story that I wanted to read in my brain, and I, it just wasn't there. So one day I decided that I was, I was going to do it. That if I couldn't find it, that I would read the st- I would write the story I wanted to read. And I think that's, isn't that how a lot of authors get started? That there's a story they want to read and they can't, te- they can't find it, so they have to tell it. In any case, thank you for tuning in, it means the world to me, and I hope you continue on to episode 2 where we meet our second main character, Tad. Dark Inheritance was created by DMZ Barth. Theme music was created by Virinin and Philip Mariani. Special effects were created by Tippa Sound, Zombie Unit, and Red Octopus. Special thanks to all the subscribers who make this podcast possible.